The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, presents The Midday Show with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Now, here's Aton Shander. Alongside Jeff Mosher, and we're on the five-yard line. I hate to paraphrase a term that's been thrown around politically now for the last couple of days, although something got done. Just look at the number one trend in the country right now. But I'm on the five-yard line with one play, and I feel like if I just get this one play off, then we'll be able to connect your face, your voice, and my stream and actually have this thing a holistic presentation as opposed to just people who might be watching me but listening to you and, of course, frustrated that they can't get the full Monty, which is really the full Mosher. So – I see two options here. You're on the five-yard line. Are you going to Ronnie Brown this thing or Pete Carroll this thing? Well, either way, I'd screw it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's That was exactly my point, Aethan. It was just how, not, not when. No. <laughs> he, he, okay, here's what I'll tell you. At the very least, I'm not running away from it. Like, I'm not scared of it. I, and here's the thing. Have you ever been in a position, I don't know if it's maybe a dog. Remember Indiana Jones hated snakes or rats. Oh, no, the snakes. Snakes. Snakes, yes, snakes, snakes, right? Whatever it might be. I feel like that is the personification of what Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles do when they see a free agent wide receiver this offseason. Like, <laughs> the, there is just zero interest well, it's it's Indiana Jones going down there in the third one with the huge torch, waving them at the rats. Oh, rats. I thought you hated snakes. Hate rats, too. It's like, I don't know why they are completely ignoring it outside of, okay, they've pretty much left themselves with very little option but to draft heavy. And then there's also in the backdrop them once again pretty much letting the world know their intentions when it comes to, oh, by the way, we're looking to trade Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of, uh, of guys going on with what the Eagles are doing right now, uh, Aton. And um, look, I mean, when you see Philip Dorsett sign with the Seahawks for one year and I think it was $2.5 million, and that's that might be what it's up to, so it could might even be less than that. I'm not 100% certain. When you're not even willing to get in bed with a good, decent speed receiver for a year at two and a half mil, you're basically sending the message that you're done. And that's the message that I've kind of gotten when looking into it, that the Eagles are just not spending any more money at this point, and, you know, barring any drastic changes, which can always happen. Uh, they, they spent their money on Javon Hargrave, on Darius Slay. You know, I, I wonder, I don't know this for certain, this would be me speculating, if the virus and the uncertain economic times, and I know that the stimulus patch, uh, you know, package was just passed, but I wonder if right. maybe that's all of a sudden, you know, causing some maybe like some conservative thinking fiscally uh, with the Eagles and other teams. I don't know. I mean, Jadavian Clowney is still unsigned. So, but I do, I, I mean, you see some of these names who got signed at cheap numbers and the Eagles not being involved. And it does kind of back up what you're saying. And what I heard is that, that they're just done spending money. So, based off what you heard, but I'm just looking at it right from the observation, based on all of this, how much of it is tied? Because I, I do think that this has now become a an issue that is worth discussing if, in fact, and I don't know how, but again, if, in fact, he's back here. But the price tag that's associated to Alshon Jeffrey, at the team's doing, of course, extending him, necessary or unnecessary, that's conversation to be had, I'm sure, but... The price tag, that's a, when you say done spending money, 
it's pretty much money that's already been spent. <laughs> right. On Alshon? Yes. Yeah. Which right. Makes... And, and think about that. I mean, and I'm listen, I'm not defending the organization. I'm just reporting what I hear and sure. then also analyzing what I see. But, you know, the idea that they would have maybe traded draft picks and then brought in DeAndre Hopkins, for example, and then had to redo DeAndre's contract to make him the highest paid wide receiver in the league, along with already having Hargrave and, and Slay among the highest paid at their position, it's hard to make a guy the highest for the Eagles to make a guy the highest paid wide receiver in the league when they currently still have 16 and a half mil due this year to Alshon more if they cut him uh, they're still in bed with Deshaun. I mean, they have these salaries. They can't get out of them for this year. And that puts a whole kind of choke onto your cap both this year and moving forward if you make a deal like that. And so they've decided that they're going to build around Carson Wentz with young wide receivers who he can grow with, who won't be, you know, stabbing in the back in the media because sure. he's not from somewhere else first. And and I feel like I hate to use the term that it comes up every single day on this show, but I feel like you've buried a lead in that it's. And here's what I I don't know because it's going to be a combination of both, right? But there it seems like there is as much of a concern about what they went through, what you just laid out, stabbing people in the back, and Josina Anderson reports. It's like there is as much concern about having to go through that again as there is a concern about paying a guy outshot money and him not performing at that type of, of price tag. Yeah, I don't know if it's 50-50. I think no, Alshon right, exactly. was, was 26 years old and was running even close to what he used to run, which was never that fast, but faster than he was last year then maybe they put up with it. But they're not going to have a guy who's not performing to the level of his contract and someone that they think is causing problems inside the locker room. And to be honest, and Howie says this a lot, you always run that risk when you invest in free agents from other teams who came up in other systems. It's easier to get guys to buy into your program and what you're selling when you draft them and they're happy and they love you from day one. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's, yeah. that's the way it goes in the NFL so that's the decision they're making. Why, now, why can't there be a middle ground, though? So I can understand not going out and trading for DeAndre Hopkins, but again, you just see these receivers for the last few days who have speed, who could help the Eagles, whether it's Brashad Perriman, whether it's a one-year deal for Philip Dorsett, and they're literally like running away as fast as possible, which is strange to me. Well, that's the thing is you, there is zero building, and that's why I wonder if it's just, all right, that's why I bring up Jeff, and you're right, it's not 50-50, that it's not simply a matter of price tag. It's not simply mm-hmm. a matter of, well, we're not going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins because we can't afford to pay him. It's You're not looking at guys like Robbie Anderson or Brashad Perriman, guys that aren't expected to come in. I mean, look at the sharp kid from the Titans. He just signed with the Vikings a couple of minutes ago before or was intending to sign with the Vikings a couple of minutes before we came on. He's yeah, looked now he's at this... a, a possession guy. He's not a speed guy, and they clearly tried to emphasize speed in, in, in you know their offense. They need it. So I don't know if Sharp would be the best fit. Not the best fit as far as a starting wide receiver, but you, stu- you still need guys out there. Look, you've lost a possession guy ideally in, in Aguilar who's – Someone mm-hmm. like who can move the chains is not expected to go 40 yards down the field in the slot. I'm not saying that Sharp would start, but my right. point of it is is that you're getting guys out there signing on the cheap that aren't even expected to be one or twos on the roster. Right. 
And it seems like they may just want to start fresh and almost yeah. say, all right, let's just – now look. Like Demarcus Robinson's out there. He He's not a speed receiver, but you saw what he did with the Chiefs last year in his fourth year. He definitely made plays for them. He knows the offense. He's played for Doug when Doug was there. I mean, he to me would be not an answer for their speed deficiency, but their overall depth at wide receiver deficiency. Yeah, well, and why is this happening? <laughs> That's the that's the thing though. Like, why why isn't this happening right now? Like, that doesn't make any sense. That there is zero. It's not even a little middle ground. They didn't go out and pluck somebody off a practice squad. It's not even that. It's they've moved completely away from this position where they didn't need to from a financial standpoint. Meaning, yes, okay, you don't want to bring in the biggest name out there. I get that. You don't want to make a trade for Diggs, having to pay a guy like that. I get that, even though it wasn't a ton, you know, as far as giving up for Hopkins. But again, it goes back to the money. The issue, it seems like, at least in the back of their brain, even if it's a 25 or 30 percent that you would attribute it to, mm-hmm. something going on in their decision making for this specific offseason. I'm not saying, oh, this is how they think. I'm just saying for this, it seems like they want to avoid as much as humanly possible, even a 27 or 28-year-old coming in here not liking what's going on and being like, Wentz sucks. Right. I'm glad you brought up that distinction, too. This is definitely a different approach this offseason than how he has taken the last two or three years where he's always said, I want to use free agency advantageously. You know, he's done with the huge contracts for aging guys. He hasn't done that. He's trying to get building block free agents like a Javon Hargrave, right? But he's always tried to sign, patch up the other holes with one or two year deals, whether it was Chris Long, whether it's Patrick Robinson, whether it was um, uh, LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, there have been guys, you know, even last year with LJ Fort, who didn't make it through the year, but for comp, and, comp pick reasons. But he's always tried to make sure that he went into the draft not saying, I have to draft this position. I want to be able to take best player available. And he's not doing that so far this offseason with wide receiver. Right now, he's going into the draft with wide receiver as his clear number one need to the point where everybody expects it and he's almost going to be crucified if he does not take a wide receiver in the first round. Now, the way the wide receiver class is, you could probably make the argument that he's not going to have to reach or force, that when they pick a 21, the best player on the board probably is going to be a wide receiver because Might that's be how T. good Higgins, right. this class is. But I still don't think that that's a good – I mean, you you just can't count on rookies. We saw no. that with Jay Jaw. You can't – yes, and you say the operative word, Jeff, is not rookie. It's not you can't count on a rookie. You're now asking four guys to come in over the span of being drafted first or an undrafted rookie free agent. You're asking a span of that length to mm-hmm. come in now and fit. It's what they tried to do a couple of years ago. Remember when they signed seven cornerbacks? And they just basically <laughs> yes. said, all right, you guys go out there. We'll see who can play. Right. Except now you're actually bringing in rookies. It's not right. veterans. A couple of those guys at least played in the league a couple of years. Right, it's, right. Well, here's, here's what I'm saying, and I think, you know, I'll just throw it to you, but it's not panic like, oh, my God, because as we both laid out, individually and collectively this is not something that you can point to over the last 20 years however if you look at the corner in which the eagles and howie have painted themselves in it's a very 
dangerous and loose strategy to go into this one season where there's a lot resting on Carson Wentz, the pressure, and just this team. It seems like if you're going to be aggressive, Jeff, in other areas, make a trade for Darius Slay, why would you totally rebuild this key position? Yeah, I think you just put it perfectly. It's not panic. I think it's confusion. It's why are you deviating from a philosophy that has worked in the past as far as fixing positions in free agency with short-term answers, specifically ones who come at bargain values. And right now, as you're seeing these wide receivers sign, they are at bargain values. So there's confusion there. Why I would say it's not panic is for two reasons. One, Howie, we we should never, ever underestimate what he can do on the trade market, right? So it's looking bleak now. But remember how bad cornerback looked two years ago going into 2017 and how bleak it was until August when Howie traded for Ronald Darby, who never really played like a the player you thought he was going to be. But at the time, it was like, whoa, finally, we got the solution to our cornerback issues. That's a number one cover corner right there. So there's still plenty of time for Howie to make a trade. And then I would also add to this, Aton. I mean, I think sometimes we do forget that this is predominantly – a two tight end, two receiver offense, not a one tight end, three receiver offense like most teams. So right now, if the Eagles had to play a game today, when they come out, they're going to come out in their 12 personnel. You're going to have Ertz and Goddard on the field and only two wide receivers. And if they had to play today, Deshaun Jackson is healthy today. I know you can't count on that for 16 games, but last year was a little bit of an anomaly too. It's not like what he's always missed What about the other guy, Jeff? Well, that's what I said. It would be Deshaun Jackson and probably either J-Jaw or Greg Ward. Because Alshon is out. Right, right. I'm not even counting Alshon. I'm basically saying Deshaun on one side, Greg Ward the other. But Goddard, Ertz, and Deshaun Jackson, with Miles Sanders your backup, is a pretty good offense still, especially with the offensive line. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think what's going on here is – and it's not as simple as, well, we know Alshon's going to be gone, but – when Jeffrey is inevitably out and however much money they have to eat and sprinkle through the the CBA across a couple of years, mm-hmm. you're going to have that absence. And that is, to your point, going to be filled by, who knows? It's not going to be Judy or Lamb or anybody. Or, you know, maybe Big Mike McDee on Twitch says Mims will be the best of the rest not in the top three. So whoever it may be, not in the top three, right? It's going to be that guy and then two or three other kids you bring in. Whereas now you still, the Eagles still, from a financial standpoint, are accounting for for Alshon Jeffrey, yet Mm -hmm. from a physical personnel standpoint, need to start accounting like he's not here, and they haven't. And that's what I think doesn't add up. That's what doesn't jive for me is that you know somebody physically won't be here. You're not preparing for that person's absence, yet you're still accounting for that person's money. Yeah, that man, that that whole restructuring and, and giving him a cap hit at the age and his injury history is one of Howie's more perplexing moves. He's usually really, really good at caps and management and not, you know, not holding on to a guy too long, but th- that one was befuddling. I guess everybody's allowed one mistake, but... To your point, what are they doing to compensate for that mistake? But I do think about it. If they're going to be a 60 to 65% two tight end, two receiver offense, and Deshaun Jackson is one wide receiver, and even if J-Jaw is not playing well and doesn't earn that other spot, then Greg Ward does. How much of a difference do you think there really is 
between Greg Ward and Demarcus Robinson. And remember, yeah. you're still probably adding to this this unit through the draft. So even if Greg Ward struggles or whatever, it could wind up being Deshaun Jackson and say Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy or allow me to introduce this concept to you real quick. Jalen Rager in the first round, because I think Rager is going to go a lot higher than people are uh, assuming he is. So when you look at it that way, does it really, do you have to spend the money on DeMarcus for a spot that's not even guaranteed? It's not so much to answer your question. I'm not looking at the gap between DeMarcus Robinson and Greg Ward. I'm Mm -hmm. looking at the gap between the likelihood of many, because I need now two at least or three, rookie wide receivers coming in and getting it right, right away, as opposed to Demarcus Robinson coming in and just knowing his role, right? I I don't need him to be Randy Moss, but I need him to be Demarcus Robinson. Right. And and from a depth perception or perspective, sorry, that's all I'm, Jeff, that's all I'm looking for is, is depth here. Like, I would feel better drafting a guy in the first round knowing I have Ward and Robinson to back them up Deshaun Mm -hmm. and that first round pick as opposed to just being so reliant upon rookies yeah no I I totally agree and I'm I'm, again I won't under I'm not going to sit here and say how he's failing because there's always the trademark I'll say I'm confused right even when see even when there was a good trade market for Howie like when he pulled off the trade for for Ronald Darby he still did get that value signing in free agency of Patrick Robinson so we can all just say relax. He's going to make a trade. A, I don't know who's available for trade, and B, I don't know, you know, if that player he's going to trade for is all all that good. I mean, Hopkins is now gone and Diggs is gone. So who are we talking about here? Um, most teams aren't trying to get rid of good receivers. And C, it shouldn't preclude Except him Eagles, from signing a guy to a one-year deal just to add depth. And if the guy doesn't even make it out of camp, that's fine. But at least you gave yourself a body there who can play. Right. But I do wonder. Aton, if what happened in December with Carson Wentz being able to have 400 yards of total offense in each of those last four games with guys like yep. Greg Ward and point. Deontay Burnett and uh, Josh Perkins, I wonder if that influenced thinking from above that saying, hey, look, we don't need to get the biggest name. We don't need to spend any money in free agency because if we just have Carson with a better defense and a good offensive line, he'll be able to – he'll be the Carson of December – not October. I don't know how you make that decision because you've got evidence of both, but it seems like maybe that might have influenced their thinking. I think that that's a good point to raise because when you look at how they've approached things, especially with that position over the last couple of years with Carson, outside of Alshon, and look, Deshaun, we knew who Deshaun was when he came back, as happy as a lot of us are. It's still not the same Deshaun. We get that, at least from a durability standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, I think that's valid. I, I think at the very least, somebody has to hear what you laid out and accept that there's a very strong possibility of that influencing their decision-making. 609-403-0973 on the text board, at Jeff Mosher NFL, at Shander Show. I'll read this text here coming up, but also I'm just curious. Like, did I wonder in hindsight, and now we have the benefit of hindsight. That's a lot of times what we build off. But mm-hmm. with looking back, to, as you mentioned, a couple names off the board, even smaller names from a depth perceptive or perspective. I don't know why I'm putting those two words together. Do you have any idea? Um, perception. No, I know. Depth, depth perception is like how you can see. Depth yes. pers- 
perceptive perspective. You may want to just find a different word. Oh, my God. Depth chart. From there the depth chart go. standpoint, all right, from the depth standpoint, uh-huh. did they make a mistake by holding on to Alshon Jeffrey? And it's a complicated answer, all right? So I want you to think about that for just a second because it's complicated. It's not just, well, sure, they could still trade him because we still have to look at the market and how much it might be swelling up. So on the text board, Jeff, 609-403-0973, what do you guys think of taking Justin Jefferson at 21 this year, pairing him with teammate Jamar Chase next year? Great opportunity to grow with Wentz. Well, we're already talking about who we're going to draft in 2022. We're on (laughs) day nine of the quarantine, man. I'm surprised we're not down three years or four years from now. Oh, man. When do we get to draft Carson Wentz's little kid? (laughs) 2041? Yep, Uh, that's coming. The Justin Jefferson mock, though, Eitan, to me is it's interesting. It's almost like a move that the Eagles typically make because they've drafted some receivers lately that they thought were going to be really good perimeter threats and wound up being just better slot receivers. That goes back to Jordan Matthews and then Nelson Aguilar. And right. the scouting belief is that Jefferson is going to be a more productive, not a sl- per se a slot, but like a, a slot or a Z receiver. He's the one on the right side of the quarterback who moves around a little bit. He's not the pure speed guy that you put as your X wide receiver. But I look at him and I say, the kid seems to look, do everything well. And he, I know he, he ran a four for, I wouldn't be upset with it. I just think that, and, I, and I'm, again, I'm not defending this principle. I think that Howie seems to be really bent on getting speed. And so if there's a – that's why I brought in Rager, who didn't run a great 40 at the Combine, but has basically ran a 4-3 to a 4-4 before and after that. So that's kind of what he times at. He's very explosive. I think that that's, that's a guy that they're looking for, explosion. Yeah, that makes sense, especially because you don't know, as we mentioned, the durability of Deshaun. And then mm-hmm. outside of that, you don't have anything. You really don't. Right, right. I mean, they really do need to – I almost think that they're in a no-lose situation unless they just completely botch – you know, they, they draft a the guy who can't run or is not good. Or, or they draft like a they tackle. K.J. Hamler, and I hate to say it as a Penn Stater, but no, maybe that he turns out to be like a Tavon Austin more than a, a great receiver. I don't know. That, that would be your only fear. His metrics don't really stand up well when it comes uh, to – K.J.'s? Yeah, when it comes to yeah, productive. his measurables, right? Like his height yes. and height and weight. Yep, absolutely. That's yeah. The speed is there. That that's uh, that's not a question. But no, um, you're right. But it's tough, especially when you're asking a guy to step into this role right away mm-hmm. in the event. Now, look, Deshaun and he on the other side would be a lot of speed, would be able to stretch it, but you don't have anybody now. You're asking Greg Ward to essentially be the guy to to make sure you can move the chains, even if it's <laughs> nine or ten yards. Right. Or your tight ends. I just think of how hard that Peterson had to work in December and how much adversity this team had to overcome to win those games. Even that the, the remember the first Giants game, they're down seventeen nothing. Yeah. Yep. Right? Like why do you want to live that kind of life for sixteen games? They I don't know, man. I really don't. All right. So yesterday we talked at length about a story that reversed i think in a matter of minutes before after we got off the air i think we got off the air at two o'clock and the thing changed at 208 right yeah does that mean we were responsible did we help the people i maybe i'd like to think that a small part of us did but the sixers have completely reversed everything and now they want you to feel better about their decision making moving forward i don't do you 
No, I didn't feel good about their decision making going into like months ago. So, well, no. the fact that they've come out and they've admitted that they made a mistake and they've rectified it, I guess they want you to now believe, Jeff, that all is well in the barn. Well, I have a theory about what they did. All right, we should talk right. about it. I need your theory. Also, uh, I put a tweet out at Shander Show, and we're going to go to you on this because I have some theories as well. What TV show should Netflix unlock in its entirety? It can be any show, any genre. It can be a game show if you want. Do you know Keith Rosari? Oh, I know that name from somewhere. Yeah. Fantasy, NHL Network now, CBS Sports. He's a New Yorker yeah. like us. Yeah. His own. He says Scrubs. I've never watched an episode of Scrubs, and he stands by the show. Have oh, you? Good show. All right, well, I'm going to need your expertise on that coming up, and we'll get to some answers and your theory okay. on the Sixers and a bunch of other stuff. 609-403-0973 is the text board. It's Mosher and Shannon. You're listening to The Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Coming up on the next edition of the Sports Bash with Mike Gill. Coming up on the Wednesday show, we will look deeper into our greatest music artists of all time brackets. You can vote now on our website, 973ESPN.com. We'll start to break down all the matchups. And of course, anything Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers related, we've got you covered. The Sports Bash, weekdays from 2 to 6 on 973ESPN, South Jersey's sports leader. Green Tree Mortgage Company LP invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions about mortgages, purchase and finance options, and about homeownership. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. Branch NMLS ID 151432. 1917 Walsh Road. Suite 204. Philadelphia PA 19115. Licensed mortgage lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance. And by the PA Department of Banking and Security. License number 21020. As a company committed to the health and well-being of its members, Independence Blue Cross salutes all the nurses in the Philadelphia region. Nurses offer the best of themselves, providing comfort and security with grace and compassion. Their contributions are immeasurable but unmistakable, invisible but impactful. Thank you, nurses, for your dedication and for giving your heart and soul on every shift. With Pergo Extreme Rigid Flooring from Tom Adams Windows and Carpet, high performance runs deep, deeper visuals, deeper protection, deeper warranty, and the widest selection of beautiful wood and stone patterns. And Pergo Extreme's warranty is worry-free for life, providing extreme dent resistance, a 100% kit and pet-proof warranty, as well as a 100% waterproof warranty. For people who really live on their floors, Pergo Extreme is the worry-free solution that doesn't make you compromise. For details, go to TomAdamsWC.com. TomAdamsWC.com. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. 
go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Hello, my name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm. Every day, countless people are seriously injured due to the negligence of others. Whether it be in an auto accident, construction accident, nursing home neglect, medical malpractice, or slip and falls, many of these people never recover personally or economically because they did not know their rights at the time they were injured. Don't let this happen to you or your loved ones. If you or someone you know has suffered an injury due to the negligence of others, contact an attorney and get educated on your rights and responsibilities, like your health, life, and well-being depend on it, because they do. My name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm, and I'm a Philadelphia trial lawyer. A little story about Boost Mobile. Davis, I am feeling pain. What, your dog died? Your girlfriend left you? No, the pain I'm feeling is having an old smartphone. Mm-hmm. That's why I switched to Boost Mobile and got four free phones for $25 per line. Well, I didn't. Without Boost Mobile, I got an old phone. It makes my life sad. I feel so alone. I'm switching to Boost, getting four phones for free. Yeah, Samsung Galaxy is for my whole family. Switch to Boost Mobile and get four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones, all on our super reliable, super fast network. Step up with Boost Mobile. New customers only. Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Customers who use more than 35 gigabytes of data during a billing cycle will be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. You're listening to Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Alongside Jeff Mosher at Jeff Mosher NFL at Shander Show. You can follow us on the streams as well at... 97.3 ESPN, and of course the 97.3 ESPN.com app, which is just 97.3 ESPN.com slash app. So let's start with your theory on the Sixers and then kind of move into some other stuff. So clearly they crowdsourced the idea, right? I mean, they floated it out there. They thought that maybe the backlash wouldn't be so bad when the other news dropped that the Canadians, that the NHL were going to be doing similar things, that I think another sports team came out and said it might look to that, and then Adrian Wojnarowski came out with a tweet that said other teams looking at the NBA, they thought that maybe guys like me and you, and to an extent we tried a little bit, maybe I did yesterday, to rationalize what they were doing, and it didn't work, and they got a ton of backlash and a ton of criticism, so they pulled, pulled it back. They crowdsourced. That was their plan from the start. Let's see how this goes. See if so we can get away with it. They have absolutely z- – so, again, we go back – based on your theory, we go back to the pie chart of how much of this is just a complete lack of self-awareness versus how much of this is, okay, we know exactly how maniacal this is. We just don't give a crap. Right. Now, I was wrong because yesterday I said – that they don't care about public relations. They understand what they're doing. You thought they, they weren't going to back it off. I did, but I was clearly wrong. They care about PR, and that's why they crowdsourced this. Yeah, well, crowdsour- 
See, I get what you're saying, but the optics of it didn't appear as a crowdsource. The optics of it was a mandate. And then all of a sudden, reports came out. It leaked. Remember what Woj tweeted, which is nobody wants to log into Twitter <laughs> and see their net worth trending as a result. So, yeah, this, as, and I think to your point, as an end result of what happened, mm-hmm. there was crowdsourcing, and they were able to realize, wow, this is a terrible decision. But yep. it's not like they snuck something out or they did some sort of field research and they thought to themselves, okay, this is where, you know, they just came out and said, ah, the hell with it. We're going to do this. Pretty much. Well, that but is. I think, but, but they did it with the intention of seeing we're going to do this and see what kind of reaction that will be generated. And if we're getting hammered, we'll just walk it back. Wow. If we're not getting hammered, we'll keep it. Do you think if there was no outcry and because nothing changes no, but, about uh, of the course intention, not. right? It's only changing because of the backlash. It's well, yes. not like they woke up and were, or two hours later they thought, you know what, we're really being kind of Ebenezer Scroogeish about this. Maybe we shouldn't. They're only doing it because people criticized them for it. So the only thing that changed the was the reaction, not the intention. Right. Well, the economics of it didn't change. They could sure. have they could have gotten around this in the first place by not asking people. They didn't need to. If they could walk it back in four hours, then they didn't need to come out with this in the first place. It was a cost cutting move from the jump. That's what this whole thing proves is that they made this in my opinion, they made this thing to your point on the theory, they made this decision based strictly on the economic impact it would have on the team and really the managing partners, right? Mm-hmm. Harris and his company, and didn't impact or didn't factor in, to be fair, the impact of anything else. And that's where I, I think they then had to just say, wow, the PR, the all this other stuff, like, that's where they had to walk it back. But they didn't. I don't think they factored that in. I think the only thing they look at, they have blinders on. The only thing they look at is at bottom line. And they'll continue to do stuff that will – piss people off and will rip people off and will exploit people until people call them out on it. Well, you know, I, I said yesterday, I don't think that they're dumb. I think that they're just be that's how billionaires make their money. They're shrewd. But the kind of thinking that would go in to trying to put this initiative forward and not expecting the backlash that they got is extraordinarily short-sighted, especially if you believe, and I don't know if I do, but certain, some people will that Michael Rubin from the jump told them that this was a bad idea. Ah. I mean, he was on Twitter an hour and a half later basically saying it was a bad idea, despite the fact that it hadn't yet been walked back. So I don't know if that caused any consternation in the front office or they just were never on the same page. I don't know, because this is how the Sixers operate, eh, Tom? Whether it's basketball decisions or financial decisions in the midst of a crisis, it never seems like they understand what they're doing or – take the road that you would want them to take. You know what I'm saying? They always seem yeah. like they're on a different universe than or in a different universe than everyone else is. I don't know what's a worse scenario here. That one billionaire is totally draconian in his tactics to the point in which he can shut things down and issue this 20% pay cut or another billionaire owner is so removed from the situation that he's taken aback by such a dracon- and shocked by such a draconian move in its own right. Like I don't know what's worse. I don't either. I don't I'd rather either. Ruben just- come out and be like, "Look, you know, 
we fought, and not that you were taken a surprise by it. Right. It, that's listen. That's Sixers ownership in a nutshell, right there. Yeah. No, you're I, right. Totally though. Is. Right down, Jeff. Right down to disseminating information about an injured wrist. Yep. It seems like we're we're at that point. You know, it goes back to what happened when Brett Brown was basically thrown out there. And this is what it reminded me of yesterday. I didn't bring it up until last night, and I forgot. And I even credited you on the show last night because you were the one who brought this scenario up with Brett Brown. But putting Brett Brown in that position that he was technically in for like two hours yesterday, right? Uh Fall guy, like impossible to wiggle out, catch-22 of all situations. Reminded me, Jeff, of him being the only guy in front of a mic and camera when Jaleel Okafor got in trouble. Nobody from the organization was around, and here was the poor head coach thrust out there in front of the public, basically the job of coach, GM, and and owner all in one. Listen, man, I can't wait for this guy's tell-all book to come out <laughs> in 10 years because we think we know everything or we we have a hunch or we've heard some things already through reports, but I cannot wait when he, he gets to his opportunity to write the tell-all because wait it's going to be pretty damning. Wait a second. See, I think that you're on to something. I, I smell not a poll, but I smell a Twitter question on the text board 609-403-0973. A decade from now, 10 years from now, Let's use that time frame, all right? It, it might uh-huh. be Bryce Harper by the time he's all done with Who knows? Ten years from now, who give me the biggest, like the most in entertaining, if you will, tell-all book? You can only give me one, right? And you think Oh, Brett, I already got the answer, buddy. You don't think it's Brett Brown? No, it has to be sports. Uh, does it have to be sports? Yeah, it has to be Philadelphia sports. Oh, uh, I thought you were extending it to uh, who would be who would have the greatest tell-all in a few years from now. No. Ten, I, I was going to say Dr. Fauci would probably be. Oh, no. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I think there probably would be some people closer to him. Not Fauci, uh-huh. of course, but the object sure. of yeah, who you're speaking of. I think there might actually be people. Like, wouldn't you want his wife 10 years from now to, to have the tell-all? Mrs. Fauci? No, Mrs. Trump. Oh, 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 no, sir. I think there's already a cottage industry of those books, right? Like Bolton wrote a book and Kelly wrote a book. Everybody who's worked on it, Omarosa wrote a yeah, book. Yeah, everybody who's worked. <laughs> right, but I, I want somebody who's going to give you something that we haven't heard yet outside of that porn star. That's all. <laughs> that's true. The Melania book would be very good. Uh, right, that'll so be a good tell-all. That, that's fair. Let's, but in sports, it's got to be Let's phrase Brett. this. So I'm, uh, let's phrase this because I'm going to put it out on Twitter. I'll tag you as well. Ten years from now. Which Philadelphia sports figure would write the the most entertaining, the best? Uh-huh. Like, how how would you enc- – you're the writer. What do you mean, uh-huh? Uh, no, uh-huh. I mean, that was an uh-huh. Like, I got the wheels churning in my mind right now. I'm trying to think of an eagle tell-all. I do that see your eyes. really good. Oh, Andy No, forget, forget the name. Forget the name. I'm just trying to phrase the question. Which Philadelphia sports figure would, would have the best or the most entertaining – the, mm-hmm. the juiciest, maybe the juiciest tell-all, juiciest, you like that phrase, that adjective? Yeah, now here's a great one, and only a few people hold, are going to know. Hold on a second. But, can can okay. you hold on one second? I'm trying <laughs> to phrase the GD tweet, all right? 
so we can get it out, and then you can just unload. The, I know you're just ready to burst with this clip full of suggestions and answers here. I just uh-huh. want to make sure we got the damn wording right of the tweet so people don't respond, you idiot. That's not okay. how you say this. I'm sorry. I thought you were just repeating it because you thought I was too stupid to comprehend the topic. I didn't no. realize you were asking for my help. No, I'm asking you as a writer, all right? All right. <laughs> How about who in Philadelphia sports will have the best tell-all book in the in 10 years from now? Who in who in who or associated in with? Sports. How about who in or associated with, right? Because Andy Reid, that, right? Okay. You're right. Uh, or, which... or should I just say who in? That's fine. Who in? <laughs> who in? Who in Philadelphia sports? Say uh, it again one more time. We'll put it out for everybody who's listening. 609-403-0973 at Shander Show at Jeff Mosher NFL. How you labeled it was the perfect way. All right. Who in Philadelphia sports would have the most compelling tell-all novel 10 years from now? Got it. All right, and you right. think I'm going to say you're on the record, Jeff Mosher, Brett Brown, right? Yes, although I think I've thought of one that would top that, but I'll no, I'll but stick with that's Brett. fine. It's it's good to have something that's toppable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's good for for somebody here to be toppable. Toppable. Now I'm thinking if there's anybody, I'm going to put Alshon. Oh, that's okay. a good one. Right, but I also think it's it's toppable, right? Now, yeah. Josh, can you give us one that you know would be toppable? Like, we, we can't end the contest right now for everybody. Jeff's trying to do that with his 50 different answers here. Is there one you can give us that's a solid one? And we, we go to you, right? Is there one that you think of like, all right, you know what? That would be really good, but definitely toppable over the next 10 or 10, 15 years. I am going to go with Lane Johnson. Good one. Good one. I like that a lot. Because also, remember, he crosses three different head coaches. Yeah, that's, you know. Three? Look. Who's the third? Oh, that's right. Chip Kelly's first year as Lane Johnson. Oh, that's, so yeah. he has two head coaches. Who in Philadelphia sports would have the most compelling tell-all novel? Tell-all is hyphenated, correct? It is. You sure? It is. Jeez, man. You know, I mean, it's Twitter, man. If you, if you didn't hyphenate it, it's not like uh, people are going to be like, oh, I don't understand this question. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, are you familiar with a show that I will not watch, but I do understand why it went viral last night? There's this new Netflix documentary that's out called Tiger King. And it took the internet by storm, Jeff. Yeah, I'm only aware of it because of Twitter. I don't know what it's about, who's in it, or anything else about it. Well, it's phrased here. Joseph Maldonado Passage, a.k.a. Joe Exotic, the gay, polygamist, bleach-blonde, bemuddled, country-singing gun enthusiast who's the big cat monarch of the title, Tiger King, the owner of the Greater Winwood Exotic Animal Park in Oklahoma. Joe's a petulant dictator surrounded by unqualified misfits who makes the lion's share of his living through cub petting, allowing members of the public to handle baby tigers for a fee, either at his facility or via tours around malls. 
Problems arise when Joe comes to the attention of Carol Baskin, a woman equally enamored with wild animals who runs Big Cat Rescue, an animal sanctuary taking in rescued cats. Baskin is an active campaigner for legislation to end private ownership of big cats. And she goes up against, of course, the big cub petter, Joe. And there you have it, Tiger King. Boy, boot that thing into the ocean, man. Who in their right mind is sitting through this? I'd rather watch Scrubs. Well, I'm, that's why I brought that up, is because Tiger King was trending last night, and I figured there has to be. Can't you unlock every episode of Card Sharks? I'd sit and watch through every single episode of Card Sharks before I watch the second of Tiger King. I'll take your word for it. I've never seen Card Sharks, but it sounds like I'd enjoy that more than... I, I think I would enjoy just not watching TV more than what you just described for Tiger King. Boy, man. I gotta be honest. That's that's disappointing. All right, well, I think you would like Scrubs, by the way. I, I need to hear why coming up next. Also, we got I got a, the answer for you on that. Justin Freed responds on Twitter at Justin underscore Freed. We'll get to he and the text board as well. Six zero nine four zero three zero nine seven three. The best tell-all book. Next ten years, who would it be? It's Mosher Shander ninety seven three. You're listening to the Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Throughout the month of March and into April, Westwood One presents great games in NCAA tournament history. Michael Jordan, jumper from out on the left, good! Jenkins hits the three to win the national championship! North Carolina State has upset Houston! You'll hear full broadcasts and get the perspective from some of the players and coaches that were part of history as we relive some of the moments that gave March Madness its name right here. Exclusively on 97.3 ESPN-FM, South Jersey's sports leader. Delval Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. You're kidding me. The basement's full of water again. That French drain company was a scam. I'm calling Dry Guys. Stop dealing with the same problem every year. Dry Guys has been waterproofing basements and crawl spaces for over 30 years and their systems are the best on the market. Don't call Chuck in the truck. Call the nation's best waterproofing network. Go to dryguysradio.com to schedule a free appointment if you're a homeowner. That's dryguysradio.com. Book today before the next storm. Honey, get the vacuum. If you run a business in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Delaware, you're familiar with workers' comp insurance. Did you know Pennsylvania and New Jersey rates have dropped this year? Let Lighthouse Commercial Insurance help you take full advantage of the change. With 25 years of experience in the market, they know the most reputable and the most aggressive carriers. Give my friend Kevin a call at 800-691-1686. That's 800-691-1686. Or visit them online at lighthouseins.biz. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. 
start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Your Greater Philadelphia Area Duncan is awarding a total of 25 $2,000 college scholarships to qualified high school seniors and current undergraduate college students around our region as part of their 11th annual Duncan Philadelphia Regional Scholarship Program. It's Duncan's way of helping you get your education running. To learn more and to apply for your chance to be a recipient, visit learnmore.scholarsapply.org slash Duncan Philly. Applications will be accepted through April 15th. Apply today. America runs on Duncan. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. Exxon and Mobil present How to Be Supremium. First, fill your tank with Exxon and Mobil's Supremium Fuel, Synergy Supreme Plus. It keeps your engine two times cleaner for better gas mileage. Then get the rest of your car two times cleaner. My rims are so shiny they can be seen from space. I saw pictures. So clean your engine with Exxon and Mobil's Synergy Supreme Plus. It's supreme. It's premium. It's supremium. Fill up today or go to exxon.com for details. Synergy Supreme Plus gas compared to Synergy regular gas and poor fuel injected engines. Benefits based on continuous use and may vary. This is Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. At Jeff Mosher NFL at Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Got to get back up on the show, man. Took a day off. It's a lot of fun getting my baseball fix. See, you're sitting here. Watching old games. You're watching the Ken Burns baseball documentary. I'm locked into Joe Random touring ballparks, knocking the ball out like left and right. Hey, I could watch that too. I respect that game. You should watch the stream. Maybe you I know? will. Get on your phone. That's easy. You can see sure. just my little faces in the corner, so you don't have to worry about looking at me. You can just. <laughs> we take requests now on the Twitch channel. What teams to play? What games, what matchups. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll just let the computer play itself and have a simulation going. Well, that's not a bad idea. No. So people can watch Phillies play the Tigers or any team. I'll crowdsource it. But in a good crowdsourcing way, not like the Philadelphia 76ers crowdsource. <laughs> no, that would be a bad crowdsourcing what's, way. Right. What's bigger than the cart? Because you would put that before the horse. You would actually right. put, you'd put that before the cart. And then put that before the horse. Like, it's ridiculous the way the backwards-ass thinking of uh, trying to crowdsource and figure out, like, are they going to like us? Do you think they're going to like this? I just – I cannot for the life of me. So I put this tweet out earlier in the day about a 
any show you'd want that's not currently out on Netflix, Hulu, and Prime. And that's tough because there are a ton right now, including Scrubs that Arizari gave us, but it turns out is on Hulu. But regardless, the TV show that Netflix should unlock in its entirety, any genre could be a game show, whatever, and Keith jumps in into Scrubs, and I've never seen it. I think what happened was I saw a couple of previews and remember, eh, the previews didn't do it for me, so I kind of just moved on. Now, mm-hmm. you, like Keith, stand by this television show, maintain that it's a top television show, that it's a great sitcom, that it's one worth my time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't say a top or a great one. I think it's really good. <laughs> it's worth your time. I know you have certain actors that you like and dislike, and I, I feel like I have a good bead on who you like and why you like them. And I would suspect that you are a John C. McGinley fan. Is that fair? I am a John C. McGinley fan. Yes. Or are you just repeating what I said, or are you really? It sounded like you had to convince yourself of that. No, I, I'm going through the majority of his filmography in my head, and yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Well, he's. I mean, Zach Braff is kind of the main character, and he's good in it. But I'm a John little C. concerned McGinley about Zach it. Braff, Jeff. Say that again. I'm a little concerned about how I'd react to Zach Braff. Right. Everybody I think... else I, I can appreciate, like Donald Faison, right? The comedian yeah, Donald, Donald Faison, right? It, yeah. Before, he was once known as Faison, right? Yes. So, yeah. and there's a comedian named Faison as well. See, that's the difference. Like the guy oh, who I played wasn't aware Big, of that. The guy who played Big Perm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Worm, Big Perm. <laughs> right. So I just want to make sure people aren't thinking I'm conflating the two separate people. No, right. so Donald Faison, a big fan, right? Not huge fan, but you know I can I look at these people and think, okay, the, these are. I'm concerned about Zach Braff. I'm concerned about how I react to Zach Braff. Yeah, I mean he can be annoying, but I think what makes it it's like almost they knew that. So okay. their ability to highlight John C. McGinley's character and the interactions that he has as the chief of staff, and he is like the uptight and very dry, very sarcastic, very quick witted. Uh, humorous chief adds to the interactions that he has with the with the you know the goofy kind of uh, you know occasionally annoying Zach Braff. They have really good interactions. They're funny. They're quick. That's what I really like about the show. Is for a comedy, it is not slow. It moves very very fast. And he McGinley is a big reason for that. Okay, so you would be looking at Scrubs is kind of where like on the rankings of. How we normally talk about sitcoms. Where would Scrubs find its niche? Uh, I mean, there's a million sitcoms out there. So you can go well, back yeah, to the 70s I mean... or 80s. So I, I'm not going to put a top five or top ten. Uh, you know, But it's 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 worth your time. Well, I don't know. Is a top 40 sitcom worth my time in a pandemic quarantine? Well, it all depends because you've probably already rewatched a lot of sitcoms that are, you know, the Seinfelds of the worlds and the King of Queens. And... Well, King of Queens is on. I Actually, I've successfully converted. Not that she didn't like it, but she didn't know about it. I've successfully converted Angela to a King of Queens fan. Like we've oh, watched. Great. Yeah, it's great. Like you're watching Narcos with the wife. Yeah. I'm watching King of Queens. We plowed through four episodes last night. First season. That's amazing. That's pretty good. Four. You went through four episodes in one night. Well, yeah. I mean, it's you know twenty two minutes. That's two hours. Pop. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no com- less than that. It's twenty two right, no minutes. Right. No commercials. That's yeah, a good I'm point. speeding through, man.
Look, gotta survive somehow with mindless television in the back. I'm just curious. Right. Well, I'm just saying, if you wanted to try a new sitcom that you haven't watched before, uh, that Scrubs would probably be worth your time over maybe, I don't know, what, what somebody else has introduced as an, an alternative. I think it was the theme song, too, that kind of got me. It sounded really corny. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I'm sure it was. <laughs> Speaking of song, a lot of fire, a lot of heat. It wasn't Josh warned us yesterday about the fire that we would get from our list, our mm-hmm. one through eight list. People are not happy. A lot of tweets coming in about the tell-all book. Jeff Aton live on 97.3. Oh, I'll be there. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. Dry Guys of South Jersey wants to know if you have sticking doors and windows. If so, it could be a foundation problem, and this family-owned business wants to help. They use over 30 patented products and warranties that will repair Boeing and will replace cracked and leaky foundation walls. If your home is settling, Dry Guys will give you a lift. Call 844-470-4808, 844-470-4808, or visit dryguysonair.com. Take the first step. You'll be glad you did. Go to dryguysonair.com. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Health Update with Robin Stoloff, brought to you by the Wound Care Clinic of South Jersey in Northfield. Contrary to popular belief, eating healthful does not have to be overwhelming. March is National Nutrition Month, and each year there's a new theme. This year, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics encourages everyone to eat right, bite by bite. Small goals can have a cumulative effect. Every choice we make to improve our nutrition is a step in the right direction. Some simple ways to get started include planning nutritious, tasty meals in advance, and learning how to prepare them at home. Eat a variety of nutritious foods from all of the food groups and take time to read nutrition facts labels. For personalized nutrition advice, you might want to consult with a registered dietitian or nutritionist. For more nutrition tips, visit the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics at eatright.org and follow hashtag National Nutrition Month. Brought to you by the Wound Care Clinic of South Jersey. Expert care with a compassionate touch. Now with new Dermapace technology for accelerated healing. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. It's time for some straight talk. Some choices don't require a brain, like getting the new iPhone 11 with the ultra-wide camera. Do you want an expensive plan with a contract or an affordable plan with no contract? 
Like I said, a no-brainer. Why pay more for the same network? Switch to Straight Talk Wireless and get a plan that's up to half the cost of big carriers. All on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Straight Talk Wireless, everything for less. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon, you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna. It's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for our spring break deals on lawn and garden batteries, wiper blades, brake kits, and more. Ready for an oil change? Get five parts of Valvoline conventional or Max Life motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for $28.99. Plus, get a $7 gift card after mail-in rebate. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. The radio home of the 76ers. Into the lane, reverse windmill jam. Are you kidding me? 97.3 ESPN, WENJ, WENJ HD, Millville, Atlantic City. The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, presents The Midday Show with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Now, here's Aton Shander. Alongside Jeff Mosher as we sift our way through the offseason here and get ready for the NFL draft. Matter of weeks, nothing's changing here. We'll get to that coming up. Also, as I set you in the break here, it looks like there are a bunch of TV shows that you and I, I'm sure, together have never heard of, but some that we have that have been knocked off, that are done, that are gone. Did you know there was a Murphy Brown reboot? I did. I tried to delete it from my mind, but I knew that there was a reboot. <laughs> well, apparently it didn't last long. Now, how about the I'm last shot. call? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I am as well. I didn't know it existed. What about the it, last call? Finally. Ne- they finally closed it. the bar. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I did not know about that one. You didn't know about the last call with Carson Daly? It, it, was that an MTV show? No, it was on I, NBC. Never watched it a day, not a second of my life of it. I think it was the show on after the late show, right? Yeah, never watched it. Wow. Didn't know it existed. I'm just mad. I'm straight mad that Mr. Robot is not is done. I can't believe they're canceling it. After four years. Why? How could you just... First of all, it was successful, I thought. Well, hold thought on people were watching it. Did you see the fourth season? I did. Okay. I haven't yet, only because Mullen, Matt Mullen, a Philly voice, ruined it, spoiled it for me about who dies in the first episode. So I put that on the back. But now that I know it's legit and done, like this thing's canceled, I owe it to the show to watch the final season. I was just putting it on the back to get to that point. Some, you know, when it's going to keep going and keep going. But now that it's done, I feel like, all right, I kind of have to watch it. Wait, I think I saw the fourth season. Now I'm starting to question that. I'm pretty sure we had seen it all the way to the end. Well, the fourth season came out recently. Oh. I I don't want to say like over the last week or so, but it came out in the last couple of months, maybe like four months, maybe. Something along those lines. 
So the last episode I remember watching, and I guess we could talk about this, right? It because says it's, ended. Is the the drug dealer who kind of went away after season one? I forget his name. Uh, for, Comes uh, Vera, back, right? Right. Vera. came back like all bleach blonde hair, and, and he said, you know. That was it. That was like the plot twist where he comes back all of a sudden. I thought that was the end of season four, but maybe that's no, that's, that's three. three. Now that I think so, about it. Mr. Robot, I have it. Season four came out early October, wrapped up in November. It was mm-hmm. the last season. Now, the creator, Sam Raimi, decided the show had reached its natural conclusion, stating, quote, since day one, I've been building toward one conclusion. And in breaking the next season of Mr. Robot, I've decided that conclusion is finally here. So the show wasn't canceled. It technically ended. Now, I haven't seen the fourth season, again, because I know somebody, a major character, dies in the first episode. But, I, again, I was just using that as content to Rip Mullen more so than anything else. I kind of forgot about it. But I need to go back and watch it. It's not like I have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? You need to go watch it, too. We just found something. That, that could we can be po- it? Yes. What the hell are you waiting for? No, I didn't know. Until today, I'm ready. Let's do it. Yes, the the season you are talking about specifically is that season three where it ends, and they're in that barn type area, and the FBI boss mm-hmm. or the FBI agent, the woman, has to basically take over and be corrupt, like her mm-hmm. boss was. Right. That's the end of season three. Okay. So we, we have, have breaking Eagles news, by the way. Let's get to it. Wait, wait. Hold on a second. Have you heard the breaking news? Sounder? Josh, do we have breaking news, Sounder, please? We need to do this officially, Jeff. All right? All right. You know, there are people listening. There are people watching. You know, we, we need to receive. This is breaking news on 97.3 ESPN-FM, South Jersey's sports leader. That's it, right? Correct. All right. According to Jordan Schultz, I believe he works for ESPN now. Uh, Cornerback Nikkel Roby Coleman has agreed to terms with the Eagles on a one-year deal. Per source, I assume Jordan is friends with Mikel's agent. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I have well, no idea. Seeing yeah. how someone like you or <clears throat> anybody else you would want to fill in after you, like. Jimmy or Adam or Les or Zach. Right, right. No, I mean, maybe he's got a, a chum in the Eagles front office. I have no idea. Okay, but well, Adam we'll Tepper take a... has retweeted it, so. No, and I, look, I again, I worked with Jordan at, at NBC Sports Radio. I think Jordan is great, and yeah, I I've trust never him. Yeah, I've never met him, so I didn't. I don't know. I trust him. No, I, I get it. Yeah. My question, before we even look at Roby Coleman for a second, why would... Jordan get that from the team. It's one thing if it's the agent who gives it to Jordan. But for people who may even care about this, and I do think that outside of social media, will say, no, I don't care. There are people that are interested in this. Why Mm -hmm. would the team or somebody in the team give it to Jordan over somebody local, anyone local, like from you or the other names that we mentioned? Well, first of all, a front office is made up of a lot of people, right? It's not just Howie. It's not just Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, there's a, a hundred different, you know, scouts, personnel, presidents, you know, people on business side that have information. So all one reporter has to do is know the right person uh, who knows the right news at the time to be able to make that. Now, as far as giving, yeah, usually Eagles news is not given to local reporters anyway. It's usually given to 
a national person, just not Jordan Schultz. It's usually an Adam Schefter or a Chris Mortensen or, um, you know, sometimes Jason Lock and Ford, but it's really mostly Schefter and, and Mort. Okay. And I don't want to say given as if those two guys don't work for their information. I have the ultimate respect for them. I'm just they've cultivated those relationships, so that that's why you know they're great at what they do. Okay. No problem. But I curious. mean, you see, you could see. That's why I ask. Yeah, we've seen different information broken by different people and all around. So it's just kind of a who you know type thing. Yeah. No, I, I get that. So the kid comes in from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And... No, 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 no! Wasn't it the Rams? Oh, the Rams. Sorry, he's the, the one. He's the one that put the hit the on the New Orleans receiver right, right two years ago in the playoffs that caused that controversy and right. made the rule change. So he comes in. Jeff Kerr tweeted this at Jeff Kerr CBS. Opposing quarterbacks had an eighty-six point nine rating targeting Nikel Roby Coleman in twenty nineteen. He allowed that's not just... a very high a quarterback rating or a passer rating. Opposing quarterbacks. Right, but is that their point. passer rating or QB rating? There's a difference. Uh, I imagine Jeff is talking about passer rating. Passer rating against is bad if it's going to be over like 90 to 100, you know, you know, like a quarterback's passer rating. But oh, QB I don't know. rating is that ESPN um, well, number that's a little CBS. bit different. So if you're in the 80s on QB rating, that's good for a quarterback. Right, that's why I think it's passing rating. He allowed just one TD. Okay, so they're making it sound like he played well, right. Correct. And I think okay. that's why. Yes. Now Jeff's a local you know Jeff, right? Penn State guy. He's a local guy. I didn't I didn't hear who you said tweeted that. Jeff Kerr. Jeff Kerr. I, Jeff you know, Kerr I actually writes, don't I don't think I know of Jeff. Jeff writes for CBS Sports, covers the NFL, and he's like you, a Penn State alum. So okay. I figured I figured like me everybody and many million other people. Yes. Well yeah, how many people went to Penn State and cover the NFL in the Philadelphia market for reputable <laughs> places, uh, reputable That's people a good point. like yourself. But right? I, I actually didn't know him, but you just helped me uh help him earn a follow for me. So there well, you hopefully go. look, if you don't get a follow back in a day, then let me know and I'm gonna DM him. Because Jeff's yeah. a great guy and, and it's just because of an oversight, if anything. All right. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. No disrespect. Well, anyway. Intended. The point of it, though, is that he definitely comes in on a one-year. Anybody signing a one-year deal is doing a one-year prove-it deal. We get that. But mm-hmm. he comes in, and is Nickel going to play nickel? Yeah, see, that's what I don't get. He's, to me, uh, a nickel corner, no pun intended, right? But well, uh, the Eagles, if anything, right now, a cornerback. They've got Avante Maddox there. They've got... Uh, What's it, uh, uh, straps there? Craven LeBlanc, right? Yep. Who has played well and who is just a nickel corner. And now you bring in Roby Coleman, who is basically just a slot inside corner. This does not solve the question of what guy is starting opposite um, Darius Slay on the outside. Unless, unless they want to move one of them out? Unless the plan is to start Maddox on the outside and in like base, you know, on first and second down then move him inside, but then you still need to put somebody on the outside, and it's not going to be LeBlanc, and it's not going to be Roby Coleman. Right. This could just be a depth signing. It's only one year. Okay, but again, this goes back to where we began the show, which is Nikel Roby Coleman is the perfect example of what you could and slash should have done with the wide receiver position. Yeah, I, and maybe maybe they will. Well, I don't know how many guys are left. 
Uh, there aren't many. There's Paul Richardson. <laughs> there's Demarcus Robinson. I don't know, and I don't know who's uh, who else after that. Taylor well, Gabriel. They... I don't see them bringing in. You don't? No, no. I think he's kind of that short slot guy. I think you know what they need is a an outside faster guy. Okay. But at this point, just for depth, I mean, you bring in guys who can play. Well, yes, and that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing with the cornerback. I, I don't know why. Why are they doing something like this with the cornerback position, but not the wide receiver position? Uh, your a... guess is as good as mine. Normally, we sit here and I have a kind of an idea or a bead yep. on what the plan or what the strategy is. It's something I can either agree or disagree with. This time, I'm a little bit confused by it all. Doesn't make much sense. Look, they have plenty of time to pull out of this thing and make a move or do something special at the draft. All these things can definitely play out. But with a move like this, and if this move stunk, right, if this was a bad move, if this was somebody that you'd point to and think, all right, there's just no way that any other team would sign this guy, why would you sign him? Clearly that's not the case. Then I think it's less of a sting or brings up or maybe shines, Jeff, less light on the issue with the wide receiver position. But when you're actually going out, even if it's just a depth signing, it's a one-year depth signing for a position that's still in need, mm-hmm. it, it, I think, as I said, shines that bigger light on why you didn't <laughs> go back in the first place and address the wide receiver position. In this capacity, it doesn't mean, and let me just clarify this real quick, it doesn't mean, oh my goodness, they just made a deal for a cornerback who's probably going to add depth to the nickel slot position, why the hell didn't you trade for DeAndre Hopkins? I'm not equating that. That's all. Right, right. No, it, it's it's very odd because it feels like you look at their moves in totality, right? They sign a D-lineman. They trade for a Pro Bowl corner. They signed a safety. They signed a linebacker. And now they add another corner. And it almost looks like they're just looking at the offense like, nah, you're good. You know, like they're, they've done not one move on the offense. They've only lost, correct? They lost Big V. They yep. lost Jordan Howard. Yep. Uh, they lost, uh, I think there's one, oh, uh, uh, the quarterback, McCown, that well, they yes. have to replace. You know, they, yes. oh, wait, they did sign Nate Sudfeld to a one-year deal. So I well, suppose that that is their offensive move so far. That's what kept the over-under from dropping a full game. Yeah. <laughs> was the Sudfeld signing. 609-403-0973. On the text board, Jeff, we get T.O. as a suggestion for the tell-all book. I don't think it's as compelling because I think T.O. is more the lightning rod that you want somebody to tell you about. Mm, I agree. Like, like Barry I saw Bonds. somebody put, suggest Howie Roseman because well, he's worked with different coaches. And, yeah. you know, and, and I think that, yes, that would be a good tell-all. But I still think the person who's in that front office, whose maybe name you don't know, who has worked with or alongside Howie and alongside Jeffrey and Chip and Andy, that person's book is going to be better. How many people are left? Oh, I got that? one that would be fantastic. Can you say him publicly? I, I can. I can. I'm, look, he'd probably hate me for it, but, I mean, people know, if you follow the team closely enough, you know who he is. His name is uh, Dom, Dom DeSandro. Big oh, Dom sure. is the uh, director of security. Absolutely. So he can tell you. Anything from player to front office to anybody. I mean, he's got his story well, stories about himself. He would be sure. unbelievable tell-all. It'd be like Ray Donovan. Yeah. I, well, man, I'm sorry. I know that that's a very popular show. I've not watched at all uh, whatever fine. Ray Donovan is. That's fine. I got enough out of you on Mr. Robot. Rick and EHT, best tell-all book, Barbara Bettini. 
Now, I would want I would want Barbara Bettini, not in a tell-all book, but I feel like Barbara Bettini would be her story would be in one of those shows like those undercover shows where they're busting somebody right and she's (laughs) the target of the sting operation and at the end it's like and then we put it together and put this squeeze on her and then you see her you know walking away they're stripping away her laptop no no (laughs) that's what i think would be better than than her writing the book yeah i would agree i would agree i feel i still feel like even in that situation you would want somebody like maybe um, I'm trying to think. Like uh, who's the who was their director of like player? But Ned something, right? Somebody like him. Ned. Who's just this quiet guy. Yeah, Ned Royerson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's just like quietly behind the scenes, observing it all and writing it all down. Um, yes. And somebody then, um, in the you back, know, just right. kind of comes out on everybody. Yeah. Ned Cohen. Thank you, Josh. Ned Cohen. Correct. Yeah. Hey. Or right. Mark Eversley. Eversley know? would be the other one, right? Right. They could the they could co-author. Board. They could be like uh Finaru Wada and the um the other guy who did the whole Balco book, right? Yep. They could just co-author this big tell all. It's amazing. That would be exactly what it would be. Who's the other guy who did that the Balco book? It was uh, Mark Finaru Wada and it was oh man, you uh, how can I remember that? Like Mark Finaru Wada well, but I remember the other guy's name. Right. It, it, Lance, Lance Williams. Williams. That's yes, why. Thank you. Yeah. Also on the text board, who would be believable? Brown would be. So to your point, your suggestion, there is a sense of believability, right? Like if right. Brett Brown came out 10 years from now with a mm-hmm. full all tell-all book about everything that happened. And remember, at one point he was the acting GM. So he was as involved as anybody in front office stuff as well as on the floor. I feel like, and this is just me being hyperbolic for the purposes of this conversation, without any real data in front of me, but I do feel like 85% of the people reading that would be like, you know what, I, I can believe that. I could definitely believe that. But do you think Barbara is believable enough? No, Barbara not. Brett Brown, yes. Right. I do agree. I agree with you. I don't, I don't think anybody could take Barbara's word seriously and credi- credibly. No, but to your suggestion about Brett Brown, I think what makes it difficult to top mm-hmm. would be Brett Brown and trying to take a shot at his credibility. The thing with Alshon, my suggestion is I think he comes out and he gives you his point of view throughout the entire tenure that he's been here up until mm-hmm. his release, inevitable, or trade, right? But right. you still are getting a slant from him. And I, and I know that it's not going to be looked at as objective. I feel like Brett Browns would come across as objective even though the organization is ultimately going to screw him over. Oh yeah, I would think so. So there well, you're you have... saying objective though. Are you saying obje- almost objective to the point where you're not getting the full story? No, I meant objective in the, in the sense of you know I'm not going to omit details or I'm not going to write it in a certain slant. I'm just going to present what happened because what mm-hmm. happened is probably crazier than what you could come up with. The reality of day one for him versus and the final day through the final day. Right. Man, I would read it. It would be good. It would be compelling. I think so. A lot of text, 609-403-0973. It's a great answer, man. Brett Brown, that's what got the question going is your stance on, I don't even know where it came up, but you just said about Brett Brown, and if he wrote a tell-all book, and we're like, wait a second. 
Yeah. Would there be anybody better than that? All right, so Mike and EHT text. I can't find any information on it anywhere. Do you guys have any info on what the Phillies are doing about tickets for the canceled games? I dropped 300 on tickets for the kids to be able to go to the Fanatics birthday party game. Haven't gotten anything about a refund yet. Jeff? That's a great question. I can't imagine, even if the Phillies don't have an answer yet, they should at least provide some kind of update that they're working this out and we'll get back to their customers as soon as they possibly can. This is opening week. Today was Tomorrow was supposed to be the opening day, right? Right. Yeah. Opening what was it day. today? But as we heard from Joe Madden and – people out there were echoing this i think before matt and even spoke on it but they're going to need at least what three four weeks of spring training unlike the Uh, nba or nhl they're they're not in season yeah so that pushes things back look it's unfortunate but i read south korea tried to limit to essential personnel they had to cancel their basketball league now the reason why that's unfortunate is because they were at a point where they controlled the spread. They were testing everybody who walked in there, thermometers and everything. But they felt, and again, it's not because it was running rampant or anything, but they felt they couldn't control it enough for fanless games. These were fanless games. Right. So if you're at a point right now, end of March, and you're talking about baseball, remember when we had Ricky Bowen? Mm-hmm. What's the bare minimum? that you can play in a season, do you think, before you actually have to look at canceling? That's a great question. How many games did the NBA play in 2001? Do you remember? I want to say... Was it, it was 2001, right, where, where the Spurs Nick and Spurs? Knicks played? In the... Yeah. Was right. that half a season? It was a little bit over that. Uh, so baseball is 160. Could you get away with an 82-game season? Listen, you're asking the wrong guy. I would take a 10-game season. <laughs> I would just want baseball back in my life. I would take anything, but I, it is a realistic question. I also wonder if you think, Aton, that it's feasible and realistic for Major League Baseball to resume in an open stadium or empty stadium capacity. Because I, I think that that would not work as well as, as some might think. How so? I just don't think it's going to be... Fees. I, I think like anybody who's excited about baseball being back, and I would be after about four or five days of watching baseball in played in an empty stadium, would be completely turned off. I think we underestimate the value of that surround noise, that atmosphere, even when we're watching at home, compared to what it would be like to watch a game between two teams with no audio, no sound. Yeah, you you get the broadcast, but you get nothing. In the background, I, I I don't think that that's going to be so easily to accept for a viewer, a television viewer. Well, think about it. Can't you manipulate it? We watched. You sat right next to me. We watched college basketball that had no fans in the building. Did it yeah, really? Yeah, I think, but we were actually doing her radio show at the time. We weren't sitting there with our 100% attention focused no, on you're the right. game. Right. But I, I Yes, to your credit there, we weren't locked into the game. I will say, though, that when we were watching and paying attention, the Mm -hmm. angles, and that's what I'm saying, like, I feel like the production element can manipulate it to the point where you're not watching these wide shots of nobody in the building and crickets. Yeah, it's possible, and I, but again, I'm going to say that what we were watching was for the first time. I, I think there's a novelty element that 
will get old very old okay. and stale very very quickly especially for a slow moving game like baseball maybe you can manipulate it better with a basketball game i i i'm trying to do some forward thinking here and i've thought about it a lot i think it would be very very difficult to watch baseball for the long term over weeks months whatever it would be in an empty stadium environment i think Here's that, that is harder to accept than people might think think about this because you're right, it's going to be a difficult pill for people to swallow. I don't anticipate everybody just jumping on it, but I want you to think about this real quick. We'll get back to some television stuff and tech support as well. But You don't have any shot at all in the, in the stand. You're watching a nine-inning baseball game, 12, whatever. There's no shot at all in the stands. And just like your favorite sitcom that's pumping in a studio audience, you have fan and sound in the back to the point at which you even have somebody yelling yo you suck <laughs> it's just all piped in like the seattle seahawks home ground hmm. all right falcons. think about that. you mean falcons yes i'm sorry i meant the falcons there you go that's all right i'll think about that <laughs> mr robot you need to carve some time out man all right i will all right it's 97 you're listening to The Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Coming up on the next edition of the Sports Bash with Mike Gill. Coming up on the Wednesday show, we will look deeper into our greatest music artists of all time brackets. You can vote now on our website, 973ESPN.com. We'll start to break down all the matchups and, of course, anything Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers related. We've got you covered. The Sports Bash, weekdays from 2 to 6 on 97. 97- 7-3 ESPN, South Jersey's sports leader. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Here's a message for contractors and business owners concerned about the bottom line. Make sure your commercial insurance coverage is right. Call Lighthouse Commercial Insurance. They can help. Let Lighthouse put together a comprehensive plan that is right for you for the right money. With 25 years of experience in the Philadelphia market, they know the most reputable and the most aggressive carriers. Give my friend Kevin a call at 800-691-1686 or visit them online today at www.lighthouseins.biz. Wet basement or nasty crawl space? Dry Guys is your answer for basement crawl space and foundation problems. They have over 30 patented products, including unique insulation packages and great warranties, too. Family-owned Dry Guys has been providing peace of mind for over 30 years to homeowners just like you. So what are you waiting for? Call 844-470-4808, 844-470-4808, or visit dryguysonair.com. Take the first step. You'll be glad you did. Go to dryguysonair.com. 
Hello, my name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm. Every day, countless people are seriously injured due to the negligence of others, whether it be in an auto accident, construction accident, nursing home neglect, medical malpractice, or slip and falls. Many of these people never recover personally or economically because they did not know their rights at the time they were injured. Don't let this happen to you or your loved ones. If you or someone you know has suffered an injury due to the negligence of others, contact an attorney and get educated on your rights and responsibilities, like your health, life, and well-being depend on it, because they do. My name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm, and I'm a Philadelphia trial lawyer. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Your Greater Philadelphia Area Duncan is awarding a total of 25 $2,000 college scholarships to qualified high school seniors and current undergraduate college students around our region as part of their 11th annual Duncan Philadelphia Regional Scholarship Program. It's Duncan's way of helping you get your education running. To learn more and to apply for your chance to be a recipient, visit learnmore.scholarsapply.org slash Duncan Philly. Applications will be accepted through April 15th. Apply today. America runs on Duncan. It starts small. No soy milk. Almond is fine. Okay. But then your boss tells you to switch offices with Jeff. But... And when buying a car, you know you have to compromise. Well, what so... about the all-new Nissan Sentra? Um... It's radically redesigned with zero-gravity seats, a quilted leather interior, and it has the most standard safety features in its class. So, no compromise then. Okay. Refuse to compromise with the all-new Nissan Sentra. Ward segmentation 2020 Sentra versus latest in-market economy compact class competitors. See owner's manual for safety information. Availability of features vary by vehicle model year, model, trim level, packaging, and options. Base models compared based on manufacturer's websites. You're listening to Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Alongside Jeff Mosher at Jeff Mosher NFL at Shander Show. We'll read a couple of texts here. 609-403-0973. The Americans has been suggested as something that Netflix should just open up. Now, that was an FX show. You didn't watch that, right? Not at all. Do you know what it Never is about? I've never even heard of it. Really? Yep. Well, that's surprising that you never heard of it. Pretty big story about... Well, the uh, Americans? Fam- the Americans. Yeah, I don't, don't think I heard of it. Okay. Well, you know, you could always Google it as I'm issuing it. I... You know? Isn't that but right? Now? Right. No, that's okay. I mean, okay. actually, I'll say this: I didn't watch it, and I feel like I missed out. I don't know why it wasn't on purpose. I think there were a bunch of other shows that were hitting their prime at the time, and I just had that on the back and never got to it. But I haven't come into contact with many or really anybody I can think of, Jeff, that's watched that show and regretted it. Okay. Well, right? that sounds like a good. That sounds like an encouraging thing to say about the show. Yeah, but it still hasn't driven me to watch it. <laughs> You're just being stubborn. You just, you know. I don't know it. if it's being stubborn, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I should probably watch it. Now, there is one show that was canceled, and I'm curious. Are you familiar with BoJack Horseman? <laughs> Not at all. Really? Now, 
I'm surprised. Josh, you've watched the show. I feel like this is one of your shows, right? No, this is a Ryan show, but I am familiar with it. Okay. So, Jeff, this show, it's a cartoon show. Aaron Paul's in it from Breaking Bad, your boy. Right, right. And it's a cartoon, but it's a smart, it's an adult cartoon. It's Netflix, and six seasons is all it ran. Netflix canceled it. And I'm shocked because it was such a popular show. Popular, And the reason why I bring it up is because I thought it was such a popular show that even you would have at least known about it. Can you give me the name of it again? Bojack what? Horseman. Nah, I never heard of it. No, okay, well, I'm shocked. I no, am shocked. Sorry. Josh, do you have any insight as to why this show would run its course the way it did? Uh... <laughs> it's I a really have popular a, show. A larger theory about that. I'm not sure you want me to get into that this second. Well, can you yeah, narrow it as, down for us? Well, like, as long as it's not notes? offensive, then I'm in for a, a crazy conspiracy theory. All right. So, so I've been talking a lot about TV shows and what shows are working and not working on my podcast, as you guys know, the Mutant Blitz podcast. And I have a larger theory about where television is going, whether it's streaming or on linear television. And that is the fact that I think that you have a larger issue at work, which is because Netflix is charging more money now for their content than what they used to. It's actually less expensive if you have Hulu or another streaming platform that Netflix is purely going off of viewership numbers and not off of anything else. Like, for example, a lot of the television shows on linear television, even if they don't have good viewership numbers, they can check the DVR runbacks, they can check the on-demand runbacks, they can check social media demand, and they also have advertising revenue to support a show being on, whereas Netflix is purely going off of certain metrics when it comes to shows. If it doesn't hit those metrics, they're pulling them immediately. Well, this is a six-year project, though. So you're saying that it didn't get the benefit of the doubt to last that long? Well, like, for example, one cartoon show, which is obviously totally different, is the Carmen San Diego cartoon show on Netflix. And from what I have read online, that show has done extremely well in their streaming numbers compared to some of the other animated shows on Netflix. You remember that game, right, Jeff? What was the name of it again? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play that game, or were you Oregon Trail? Uh, both, actually. <laughs> were you an Oregon Trail guy, or, you know, were, were you... <laughs> it's one or the other, dog. You can't be an Oregon Trail guy and a Carmen San Diego guy. You're either so, one or the other. That's right. Now, what was the best Carmen San Diego game? Because it wasn't where in the world. Um, I forget the other one. No, there are actually a couple. I wouldn't just bring in one. Yeah, I thought there were like three. Let me know. There check. were there were actually a couple. I don't the, remember. Did you not play any of these games as a kid? Uh, Carmen San Diego Returns. I do remember there were branch offs. I just don't remember where, what they were. Where in the world was Carmen San Diego? So where in the USA is a strong one, right? It's not the best, but where in the USA? Mid-80s, I think they they came back again, like mid-90s, because everything comes back. I got the full list now. Me too. It's on Wikipedia. The Broderbund, Broderbund, pardon me, game, the 2-1 through 2-11 are the strong ones. And you also had, where in time 
That's the strong. That's the strength right yes. here, Jeff. I where where that in now. time was very good. I'm not familiar with where in North Dakota. Is. I never I remember that one. How could there be <laughs> enough area in North Dakota to actually have a video game? Where in no North idea. Dakota is Carmen San Diego? I mean, whose dumb idea was that? I don't know. Where in the, that's the one they took North Dakota. It's just a random game. It's the fourth game in the video series after yeah. World, USA, and Europe. Having observed the popularity of the franchise and the education of school children, educators were inspired to develop a North Dakota version to teach North Dakotans <laughs> about their state's history and geography. I this, feel like this is the, the Carson Wentz game when he was a kid or something. Yeah, but I mean, like that's how many kids are actually in North Dakota? You got more kids in the New York City school system than in the entire state of North Dakota. Oh, my God. Three times, probably. Uh, how about well, where on Arthur Ave is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> where on Moya Messing and Pashyunk is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> you get more mileage out of that. Are you kidding me? Where in Strawberry Mansion is Carmen San Diego? Where on Roosevelt Boulevard is Carmen Seriously. San Diego trying to get away from a car? <laughs> Unbelievable, right? She'll yeah. bounce from Flatbush to East New York in a heartbeat. I mean, you could do all these other Boston. You could do any of these areas. They go to North Dakota? That's very odd. That is strange. Now, you I remember play... where in time is San Diego. That was a good one. That's the strength, man. That's the one. By the way, the oh. NBA lockout was 50 games. 50 games, so they wound up playing. That's how many games they played or how many games they missed? They played. Okay, so that's more than half, a little bit more than half a season. So I think you could do a 100-game baseball season. I think you could probably. Could you do less than 100, though? <sighs> could you do a half a season? Could you do 80? Well, I, that's why I asked. What would be the bare minimum? I don't know. Like, you could, theoretically, you could do anything, but will it play out well? Will it go over well? Will it make sense? Uh, 80 games is, man, that's tough. I mean, I guess if you just want baseball, which I do, then you would deal with it. But 100 games, to me, would be probably more ideal in this situation. Okay, so the cap, the cap would probably be somewhere between – 90 to 100 games to where they'd say, is it still worth it to run right. out 82 games where there are no fans right. and how much damage could you actually do? Yeah. Dan from EHT suggests Pat Croce, by the way, on the text board. Oh, that's a good one. But that's he hasn't been around these, you know, while, the tank, right. tank era Sixers enough for, for the great stories. That's right. The devil I mean, he'd fans. have wonderful stories of Barkley and the owner, who is a mess, and uh, some of the coaches. Yeah, but there's a, an entire generation, I feel like, that you look at think, yeah, we know and respect and love who Pat Croce is, Jeff, but to your point, want to hear more about Embiid and Simmons and the stuff that Brett Brown can provide, not a Pat Croce. Right. Now, someone recommended Jenner's brother, right? I saw that on Twitter. Yes. Ben What's his Jenner. name? Brian Jenner, is it? Brian Jenner. Ben Jenner. Uh, uh, ben Jenner, yeah. I'm I'm actually open to that. Even though Ben Jenner technically is not a Philadelphia sports figure, by association, by association, he, I, I think it would be a pretty good tell-all. Wouldn't be terrible. You're no. right. It wouldn't would not be awful. Be ter- now, does a, anybody with a Jenner last name, though, have any 
enough credibility to believe what you're reading, or are people going to just say this is basically a a Kardashian Jenner look at me type of story that I can't believe anything that's being said. Exactly the latter. Verbatim. Yeah, I would think so too. Verbatim the latter. Absolutely. Yes. So it will be met with a lot of raised eyebrows. That's right. Good point. What about Ben's sister? What's her name? Um, Olivia? Yeah. Doesn't he not even acknowledge her? Did he block her <laughs> on Twitter and. No, I think they're cool now. I thought I, for, uh, they, they, they went through it at one point, but I think they're all right now. I'm not positive. I think she's still going out there doing crazy stuff, tweeting and beefing with people at random on Twitter. Yeah, but late, I th she does do that, but she tends to defend her brother more now. I don't know. I haven't seen her throw Ben under the bus at all. No, but I also think that that doesn't mean that they're back together. Well, that, that's a good point. They might still be estranged. I think I've seen him retweet her, though. I, I'd have to go check. Go through really? the timeline. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to go back and do some timeline doctoring right there. Now, uh, I see this, and I'm curious, because I think we can actually have a lot of fun with this. The Action Network has just put out, in a world that doesn't need another bracket, like we don't need another trial lawyer or anything else, right? That that What's the old app phrase? I'm not purposely saying that, but it's just something from a movie. Yeah, I know we, what you're saying. We have a new bracket that's out courtesy of the Action Network called the Bad Beat Bracket. And it's broken down into sports. The NFL has one, college football, basketball, and other. And it's uh -huh. all the worst beats, lost bets that you can think of. So, for example, the Isn't other... Isn't that really just saying, like, the worst upsets of all time? Not so much upsets, but just, like, for example, Eagles-Redskins... Last year, that game, okay. that game is saying. a terrible beat, but that's not like a major upset of all time. Right. The right. magnitude of it isn't huge. But from a bad beat standpoint, that scoop and score, <sighs> that cup, the remember? Is, there's a million of those every in every sport every season. So I, I don't know how you find. Uh, not really. Oh, come on. In the college football season alone, this past year, Van Pelt would go on SportsCenter and do 10 games a night. I mean, there are tons of bad beats. Yes, I think that – well, hold on. I, I don't know about Van Pelt. I'm just saying for... – He does a whole segment on bad beats, yeah, doesn't but he? I, I don't know. Who knows? That's some contrived ESPN segment. I mean, as far as, like, <laughs> actual bad beats, like you're talking about losses, right? Yeah. So, so okay. So no, 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 no. It doesn't have to be a loss. It could, like you said, it could just be a bad beat. You well, that's got what I mean. Like win by ten, they win by nine because somebody you know returned a kick or something like that. Right. You lost the bet, is what I meant. Right. Yeah. So a lost bet. Right. Okay. So I'll give you something. All right. I'm gonna give you the number one. I'm not even gonna. Uh, maybe I will sugar. Ah, sugar coat. I'll give you the number two. All right. Okay. So I'll give you the number two seed here in college football as far as the. Worst bad beat of all time in college football. This is number two. 1996, USC comes in at plus six. Arizona State wins 48-35, courtesy of a strip six in overtime. It was the first year of college football overtime, the first OT game to end in a double-digit win when Arizona State scooped and scored to win by 13. Trojans plus six, plus seven. Wherever you took it, that thing blew up. Mm -hmm. So I think when you look at the combination of magnitude of the game and that bad beat, I don't think you can find a million of those last year. 
Okay, that's fair, but that didn't, first of all, that didn't happen last year, right? No, but my, that's my point is that you have enough of these terrible right, beats. Right, but how that many also... people – you then have to go, all right, somebody presents you a bracket, right? Like you have to research these all now. And, oh, yeah. And you have to remember them. Well, that's part of it is that you were there or you remembered or you have yeah, somebody like the action. That's what I'm saying. How, how embedded – I wouldn't have remembered that game if you didn't read it or if you just simply said – what year is it again? Well, that's the whole point of it, is that now we can talk about We use that as the criteria. It's going up against a 15 seed. A I'm 15... out, man. I don't like it. I just don't like it. Okay, why don't you like it? Because it's too much work to have to remember certain bad beats. I, I'm just, I don't want to be in on that. Like you said, there's too many brackets already going on right now. Nobody's asking you to remember it when there are write-ups about it. Did you have to remember that? I told you everything about that game. 64 different write-ups? Well, all I'm looking at is the college football one because you were saying about how Van Pelt loaded up so many bad beats last year, but I don't know if those could compare based off the magnitude of the game. So just think about a game itself, right? Stanford-UCLA 2016. Is that going to compare to Bowling Green last year? I don't know. I don't even remember either one. <laughs> well, that's the whole point is that I I have it here for you. Yeah, but I don't I, I don't want I want to read about it. I don't know. It just doesn't interest me. I'm All out. Right. All right, no problem. I'm out on your bad beat bracket. I right, look. We'll see how many. I want you to tweet that. Tweet what? Responses. I'm out on your bad beat bracket. <laughs> yeah. Get the okay. responses. Like there's a a couple of terrible ones here. I don't know how you could be interested in gambling the way in which you are and not find this interesting. The way in which some of these games have ended, especially when you look at NBA, college basketball, like basketball in itself. The untucked shirt was last year. How do you not remember that? <laughs> All right. 609-403-0973 on the text board. At Jeff Motion, NFL. At Shander Show. It's the Midday Show here at 97.3. You're listening to The Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Throughout the month of March and into April, Westwood One presents great games in NCAA tournament history. Michael Jordan, jumper from out on the left, good! Jenkins hits the three to win the national championship! North Carolina State has upset Houston! You'll hear full broadcasts and get the perspective from some of the players and coaches that were part of history as we relive some of the moments that gave March Madness its name, right here. Exclusively on 97.3 ESPN-FM, South Jersey's sports leader. Green Tree Mortgage company LP invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions about mortgages, purchase and finance options, and about homeownership. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. Branch NMLS ID 1514532. 1917 Walsh Road. Suite 204. Philadelphia PA 19115. Licensed mortgage lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance. And by the PA Department of Banking and Security. License number 21020.006. It's human nature to care for one another. It can be as simple as sharing an umbrella, holding the door, or lending a hand. At Independence Blue Cross, we've been doing our part too for the last 80 years, providing access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals, as well as offering nurse health coaches and gym reimbursements. Because we believe there's caring in all of us. Independence Blue Cross. Learn more at ibx.com. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. 
Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. With Pergo Extreme Rigid Flooring from Tom Adams Windows and Carpet, high performance runs deep, deeper visuals, deeper protection, deeper warranty, and the widest selection of beautiful wood and stone patterns. And Pergo Extreme's warranty is worry-free for life, providing extreme dent resistance, a 100% kit and pet-proof warranty, as well as a 100% waterproof warranty. For people who really live on their floors, Pergo Extreme is the worry-free solution that doesn't make you compromise. For details, go to TomAdamsWC.com. TomAdamsWC.com. Galval Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. A little story about Boost Mobile. Davis, I am feeling pain. What, your dog die? Your girlfriend left you. No. The pain I'm feeling is having an old smartphone. Mm-hmm. That's why I switched to Boost Mobile and got four free phones for $25 per line. Well, I didn't. Without Boost Mobile, I got an old phone. It makes my life sad. I feel so alone. I'm switching to Boost, getting four phones for free. Your Samsung Galaxy for my whole family. Switch to Boost Mobile and get four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones, all on our super reliable, super fast network. Step up with Boost Mobile. New customers only. Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Customers who use more than 35 gigabytes of data during a billing cycle will be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. This is Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Are you telling me that you don't remember the 2013 MAC title, the MAAC? Wait, title? 2013? Yeah. Would that be Iona? Yes, there you go. There's one. Now who's the other? Who did they beat? Yes. Either uh, the, the Golden Eagles, the Canisius, or Niagara. Oh, man, you are hovering. It's the other team that was good for like a stretch. 
wasn't Fairfield. Wasn't nope. Monmouth. I mean, you could pretty much Peter. run through the entire conference at some point. Come on. Iona Gales versus the Iona. Jaspers of... Oh, Manhattan? No, no, yes, not sir. The, not the Manhattan Jaspers. Um, uh, I can't. You're going to have to help me out there. It's the Manhattan Jaspers, Jeff. Oh, it is Manhattan. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. They're not in the league anymore, though, correct? I believe so. Oh, no, they They're still, still are. They still are. Yeah, oh, you, okay. want them, you wanted them out. That's right. You, you were talking about getting them out, but... <laughs> The conference yeah, said no. Out. <laughs> you pushed. You pushed hard. Now you don't remember this game, 2013. Nope. Iona comes in minus four, cruising to a win and cover in the 2012 MAC championship game. Mm-hmm. Gales led by eight points with six seconds left. All right, they're minus four. They're up by eight with six seconds left. Then disaster struck. I'm reading this here. Manhattan hit a three as time expired. Officials ruled there was still time on the clock. Iona received a technical foul when its bench rushed the court. Jaspers hit both free throws and covered plus four. Yeah, shockingly, I don't remember that. Okay, forget about the bracket. Forget about ranking. Forget about any of that. That game in its own right, like, can you imagine how upset you would be if you got clipped? And there's nothing Van Pelt's going to bring you on his show, Mosher. That's going to be as compelling as that, all right? I disagree. I think his bad beat segment is fantastic. Uh, it's funny. Jeez. I you know. know. You, you can't watch oh, any. God, I got to say something nice about ESPN. You can't, watch, oh. you can't watch anything on TV except you stay up until midnight to watch a bad beat segment. Unbelievable. That's actually, it's because that's the first time I get to turn on the TV at night. <laughs> well, now you know all this stuff is timeless. All the Netflix stuff is timeless. Right. That no, is good. I'm. I'm planning on watching Mr. Robot today. Could you get one up? Ep- could you get the first episode of season four in by the next time we talk? Yeah, I think I could do that. Okay. By tomorrow? Sure. Yeah, by tomorrow. Because that's yeah. something that me and the wife are watching together. So that'll be, it'll be easy. Okay, good. Now, don't jump ahead, right? No, no, just one. Because we'll probably watch one Narcos and then one Mr. Robot. Okay, good. Well, look, if you want to do more than one, that's fine. Just let me know. Okay. You know there are odds on the global market open, but technically global. On who's going to have more viewers the week of this week, the twenty third or the twenty ninth? Uh huh. HGTV or TBS? They're both this at week? minus one twenty. Yeah. I think. Um, I think TBS. You think TBS over HGTV. A lot of people at home that would normally not watch HGTV might be watching HGTV. Well, I would think a lot of people at home, though, would be watching TBS because they play all this, you know, the stupid shows that people like to watch. Well, they're also normally during the day, right? Because they're, those are plotted out during the work day. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, TBS will get Big Bang Theory people watching. Mm-hmm. But HGTV is going to get a lot of people. And think about another thing, too. Well, I think most people, though, at home during the day are still tuned into the news networks because they want to know when this thing is going to end. I don't know if they're watching, you know, HGTV at a time when you got Cuomo or somebody else on TV. Well, TBS isn't carrying that. What's that? TBS isn't carrying that. I know, but what I'm saying is I think that HGTV is not going to benefit from that daytime crowd 
TBS Which, will still get the people who may want to watch that a little bit. So the TBS may not move higher or lower wait, than I'm, normal, I'm but confused. I don't see a spike in HGTV. TBS is not – how is TBS going to benefit from all of the press conferences when they're not carrying it? They're not – I'm not – I just said I don't see them getting higher or lower. They're as they are, but I don't see the extra excess of people at home tuning to HGTV. So you think that the normal degenerates who don't work during the day – have enough of a population to fuel the viewership of TBS, no matter if we're in a pandemic and 40% unemployment. Yes, I do. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's not a bad way to look at it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a good uh, way to end the show, though. Ozark. Did you watch Ozark? No. Jesus. Are you going to... Maybe you should watch Ozark. Ozark's an easy watch. Listen, now you're adding too much to my plate, my friend. You know I got limited time here. Let's just stick with what I can do. Well, man, I don't know what to do anymore. The Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, a Jacob Media Sports presentation. Oh, I'll be there. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. You're kidding me. The basement's full of water again. That French drain company was a scam. I'm calling Dry Guys. Stop dealing with the same problem every year. Dry Guys has been waterproofing basements and crawl spaces for over 30 years and their systems are the best on the market. Don't call Chuck in the truck. Call the nation's best waterproofing network. Go to dryguysradio.com to schedule a free appointment if you're a homeowner. That's dryguysradio.com. Book today before the next storm. Honey, get the vacuum. Malamut & Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut & Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut & Associates, South Jersey's best.